Hello and welcome to Letters Home. I'm your host, George Leach. This is episode 11. February 2nd, 1943. The top of the letter is a section addressed to Helen. Say, daughter, if you can, get this record. Whenever you're lonely. I heard it and like it. How's the record player? Mario McManus sang that song when I heard it on Manhattan Merry-Go-Round. Dear Mom and everybody. Hi, folks. Here I am, still the same old place and doing the same old thing, which is nothing. Except today, we took a walk which was 22 miles long, with our field bag, canteen, and mess kits. The weather was just right for it, too. Mom, if you send me some of those nut cakes right away, as soon as you get this letter, well, I think I'll be here yet, and I sure would like something good to eat for a change. That is, if you can get the nuts and if you are feeling good, because you know I don't want you to work too hard. I got Helen's card today that was addressed to my New York address. We get all the mail here, so it don't make much difference to where you write. But if you send those nut cakes, Send them straight to this camp. Also, ask Helen to look up in my room or in the bookcase for a pocketbook, the 25 cent kind, and see if she could find the red badge of courage. Then, I would like for her to get me some of those 25 cent books. These, anyway. Long remember, the man who came to dinner. And that's all. I don't want her to go out of her way if she can't get them, though. Tell Helen I got her horseback pictures, and they sure are elegant. Tell Johnny and Paul, nice going on their promotions in school. I suppose they made lots of A's, especially John. Say, Mom, do you remember that picture I took real close of you in Pennsylvania? Well, I thought I took it with me, but when I looked through my pictures, I found it isn't here. So look through my pictures and send me it. Also, Dad's and the kids. Your son, George. February 4th, 1943. At the top left corner, he wrote, You got nice printing, John. You write okay too, Paul. Dear John and Paul, Well, fellows, I'm writing this letter right after I got through talking to you all. It sure did make me feel good to hear all of your voices. I'm sorry I missed Helen, though. I really wanted to tell all you folks a lot, but everything went so fast, and the fellows were singing in the USO here. It was hard to hear, but it did pretty good, I hope. I sure was glad to talk to Daddy and Mike in Russian a little. It's been so long since anyone talked Russian to me. I'll call you again from my next station. It took me nearly two hours to get to you. I'm sorry I can't get furlough, boys, because I could give you some boxing lessons because I've had some myself, and I could pass it on to you, especially you, John. It would be a good idea, John, to keep your mouth closed so Polly won't push any more teeth down your throat. Remember, keep your right up in front of your face as a guard. I also know some jujitsu throws, but I'll teach them to you later. The reason I can't get a furlough is that we are an assigned squadron ready to move, and no matter if we don't move for a month, we still can't get a furlough. I forgot to ask over the phone how Cressna and Com were, so I'm asking now, and John, you are appointed to give Cressna a kiss for me. We are going to have shows and the such on our boat trip, and I'm going to be an entertainer, or one of them. I guess I'm going to dance and be in the minstrel show. So long, and keep writing. Watch so Polly don't give you a bloody nose next time, John. Your big brother, George. P.S. There is a Hungarian boy in my barrack, and I'm learning a little of it on the side. February 8th, 1943. Dear Mom and everybody, Seven months ago today, I started my first day of Army life. It doesn't seem that long to me. I got your letter with the 10 smackaroos yesterday, Sunday. Thank you very much. It seems when you're broke, you're broke good. But when money starts to come, it comes in bunches. 
Like for example, Saturday night, a fellow asked me to go get him a case of beer, which I did, and he gave me a dollar and 36 cents for it. So, Sunday when I got back from the post-church, some guys were playing cards, and you know me, so I threw a nickel down, I played half an hour, and walked away with $4.50. Your letter arrived right after that. Then, today, Steve sent me $5, which was really very nice of him, I think. So I'm set until I get paid. I don't know when that will be either. I'm all through taking my shots for a while. I've had around 18 shots and vaccines since I've been in. Yesterday I went to town and bought myself a good meal, sirloin steak, and went to show. The town is very small. I don't think we will leave here for the next three or four days anyways, because we had to turn our clothes into the cleaners. Your cakes did not arrive yet, and I'm looking forward to it and a good meal. Today I had one of the best meals we had since I've been down here. We had turkey, and it was really good. I must have gained five pounds after that meal, maybe more. I got Helen's pictures today, and they came out swell. I also got the betrothed card and little picture, which will be in my wallet. That wallet is really swell, and I'm getting a lot of good use out of it. There are a lot of pictures in it. A furlough at this camp is out of the question, and I don't know how it will be at the next camp, but you can bet that I'll try. The weather is really getting warmer all the time. We didn't do much for the last three days except lay around and eat. Oh yes, and wash clothes. You know after this war I'll make somebody a good wife. How's Daddy Mike and Chuck feeling? I hope they're okay. Tell them not to work too hard. Well Mom, I don't know what else to write, so I'll say so long for now. Your Sonny, George II. P.S. How are the kids listening? P.P.S. Right soon. P.P.P.S. Did Mrs. Bach and Grisalia and Mr. and Mrs. Swantek and Mr. and Mrs. Henkeck get the letters I sent them some time ago? February 13, 1943. Dear Paul, Well, Paul, old man, today I got that swell letter you wrote me, and it was a Lulu. I'm sorry that I'm not writing you this letter any but I wanted to try out the pencil I received from Helen and Steve for Christmas. This is the first time I'm using it. Tell Helen I got the card she sent me and tell mom and dad thanks for the card and dollar they sent me. So, you got slugged in the head with a rock. That's too bad. I don't suppose that you cried because you are a good commando. Anybody that knocks other guys teeth out is a good commando. Say Paul, the next time you spell bleeding, leave the A out and put an E in its place. I didn't realize I made so much money at Ryan Tool. So I guess I will have to pay income tax after all. I'll try to find out here how to go about it. We were shooting a 30 cal rifle yesterday and I did pretty good. After that, we went through the obstacle course and when I was crawling under the barbed wire obstacle, which was 15 feet long and only 12 inches off the ground, I ripped my britches where I sit down. After this sentence, there's a small drawing of a figure with an arrow pointing towards the crotch area with rip written next to it. Next time you seal the envelope, put a little more juice on it because the letter was almost open all the way. Say hello to your pals, Ted, Eugene, Jack, and Eddie for me. So long for now, Commando. And remember, aim for their teeth. There's another drawing here, a fist going towards a mouth. Under the fist it says, Paul's fist. And under the mouth it says, anybody's teeth. Your big brother, George. February 24th, 1943. Dear Mom and everybody, I received the box of cookies yesterday, and they sure were swell. I'll bet Aunt Mary helped with them, didn't she? Too bad that Hungarian boy wasn't here to have some. He went home on emergency furlough, but I'll save the papers for him. So thanks a lot for them. 
I'm on guard duty tonight, as I was the last three nights. We guard the B-26 bombers four hours a night. Then we have the next day off. We usually carry a rifle or a Tommy gun when we guard the planes. From the looks of things, Mom, I don't think we will leave right away. You know, I might get a chance to fly pretty soon. I'm eating crumbs of what's left of the cookies now. Boy, they sure went fast. I hear that we are going to get paid Sunday, so I'll send a few bucks home. Today, Johnny's letter arrived in Helen's car. It's the first time I've heard from you in a long time. The weather here is very nice and warm. Daddy wanted to know about it. It gets a little foggy at night though. We have the same kind of buildings that we had at Boca Raton, and the trees are pretty thick around here, as you can see in the last two pictures, and in the one I'm sending today. You can always hear the ocean, and see it too because it's only two blocks away. The country is pretty level. There isn't anything happening that I haven't wrote about, so I'll close now. Write soon, and thanks again for the swell cookies. I got a letter from Mrs. Jackson today. Your son, George. Alright, thoughts on episode 11. He got some more cookies and was generous with them again. He seemed to have been very generous with these treats from back home. It seems that Paul and John may have gotten into some fisticuffs with John losing some teeth and Gigi offering him some boxing lessons. It still seems like brotherly razzing to me and it's apparent Gigi really misses home and his brothers. While he doesn't mention a date or when he's leaving, he must be getting close because he mentions that he'll be part of the entertainment on the boat to Europe. The obstacle course training he talks about where he ripped his pants also makes it clear he's leaving soon. The inconsistent pay is mentioned again, but he came upon quite a bit of money here. I found it interesting that he won a lot of money in cards right after leaving church. Turning a nickel into $4.50 in half an hour is quite impressive too. The guard duty he mentions piqued my interest, not because he did it while armed, but because he was looking after B-26 bombers. There doesn't seem to be any strong connection with him in these planes yet, but will there be? If so, how and when does that come about? Find out soon on more episodes of Letters Home. This has been Letters Home. Letters Home features music by Scott Buckley. Music by Scott Buckley can be found at www.scottbuckley.com.au. Thanks for listening and tune in next week to Letters Home.